Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you today. It's Freedom Friday here on Political Coffee. That means that you get to call or email and talk about anything you want to talk about. Doesn't that to be what I'm talking about today? What's on your mind? And it's all fair game as long as it's political. So that's what this show is. So grab that cup of coffee. Let's talk some politics here. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. Dot news. Well, what's your reaction to the Trump indictment? Hmm? What's your reaction? I actually uh, have an interesting take on this that I think you'll want to hear, but I'm interested to know what is your reaction to it. I wonder if it's anything like Jason Whitlock's. If you saw him on Tucker last night, I was actually driving and I was listening to it as I was driving down the road. You know, it was an interesting thing. Jason Whitlock said, I've never voted, but tonight I'm hardcore MAGA. Now, Jason Whitlock, folks... Uh, is longtime um, sports commentator, uh, black guy, said, I've never voted. Now, he's a really smart guy, and he's a great sports commentator. I'm surprised by that. You know, I might not be. I might not be if I knew how many people um, how many people actually don't vote this is why what we're going to talk about on Sunday night with Dr. David Clements is so important we were going to try we were trying to get Dr. Clements on this week to talk about his Sunday night events here at the River Church in the chapel, not in the main sanctuary, but only in the chapel. We have room for 110 people. That's it. You want to come. Last night I watched his in uh, most of his presentation. It's been updated since then. The presentation I watched is on his website called The Professor's Record. Okay? And you can watch it also if, if you can't come to the event on Sunday night, 6 o'clock at the River Church. Salem, Portland Road's right next to um, 
it's right next. I, I've, I've got something else going on here, folks. I'm sorry for the distraction. It's right next to Harbor Freight. Okay. It's in the chapel, six o'clock. It's a great presentation. You can see it, but it's been updated. So what he's going to share with us on Sunday night is going to be updated from what you can watch on his greater magistrates tour. And there's a lot of other things that you can, can watch on the professor's record.com. I mean, anyway, we, we tried very hard to get him. Uh, it just didn't work out. Uh, he couldn't be on this morning cause he had a very late night flight into Medford. And then he's, uh, he's got an event Saturday night, uh, up in Columbia County. And then he's got obviously our event in Salem at the, River Church, 6 o'clock Sunday evening. Come early, otherwise you may not get a seat because we only have so much room. What's your reaction to the Trump indictment? Have we now descended into a banana republic? Well, you could certainly make that argument, could you not? I think you could. Are you even more hardcore MAGA now? Or does it not mean anything to you? And how has the reaction been from other people? Kevin McCarthy, from Ron DeSantis. Is it the right thing? I'm just curious. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. What is your reaction to the Trump indictment? I'm just curious. I'd love to get your your view on that. I wish my computer would work right. That would be helpful. <laughs> At any rate, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk Line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. There are other things going on. Okay? For instance, state employees in Oregon have launched a $25 million lawsuit against the state of Oregon. Why? Well, because... They continue to experience payroll issues for the third month in a row. It's really caused some serious problems for state employees. If you're one of them, in fact, one of the employees in this uh, story here on Coin6 News is quoted here saying, they didn't test to see if it worked for us. And now we're the test dummies and we're paying the price. The thing is a mess. This is par for the course. Yeah, I, I, just, I hate to say it, folks. It just is par for the course for how the state of Oregon implements IT projects, information technology, software projects. And it is a cultural problem because it has existed from long before I came into the legislature in 1999. 
Remember the DMV computer mess of 92? How about Cover Oregon? We spent $300 million for a website that never signed up a single person into Obamacare. And folks, the list is endless of IT projects that have either failed outright or who are twice as expensive as they originally were forecast and frankly, way past the timelines when they were supposed to be developed or they just don't work like this one. Maybe you're a frustrated state employee and you want to talk about that. How about um, Oregon and Washington tolls not on I-5 and I-205, but this coin six story is about how they're going to toll the new six or seven billion dollar bridge. Which is an astonishing amount of money to build. Folks, it's, it's actually not that much for the bridge. In all reality, it's just fixing a whole bunch of interchanges. And you know, we could avoid all of this if we spent a fraction of this to build a third bridge and maybe a loop freeway around the rest of Portland, maybe on the west side. Hmm? That should have been done a long time ago, like most other cities do that want growth, but not in Oregon. Because, well, an expanded bridge across the, you know, the Columbia River means easier, more direct commerce. And the leftists that run this place, the prevailing cultural thinking of climate change, anything that runs on fossil fuels is bad. And we have to kill it to save the planet. Even though, of course, if you reduced all, let me just say this again to you, if you reduced all, of Oregon's carbon footprint, it would make no difference in the world, in the entire world, folks, would have zero. But it's definitely gonna have an impact on you. So that toll to, you know, cross that bridge, if you believe ODOT, and you shouldn't, the range is, well, each way is a dollar fifty to three dollars and fifty five cents a day, depending on the time of day. If you're a trucking company and you're trying to move goods across the bridge, how's that going to work for you? I'm just curious. There's lots to talk about, and boy, do we have a lot of it. So, what's your reaction to the Trump indictment? All of that on today. Let's go to the phones. It's Freedom Friday, five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty. The Power Buick GMC talking. We'll talk with Rich. Go. Morning. On the Morning. Trump indictment, it's just another step towards the way communism works. The next thing is, uh, on our meeting yesterday, should we be sending, uh, when we do a bill, uh, to the those directors of both parties, right? Yep. So and, uh, you, you could, the I, yeah. The only, the only thing I can say about the uh, pay thing is, I think I've heard that before. <laughs> really? Oh wait a minute! I th I think I mentioned that to you before. 
<laughs> I think you did. <laughs> yeah, you used to work uh, with the state some time ago. Um, one of the things we heard yesterday from Senator Brian Boquist in the war room was about how Tina has to, she has until today to spend a bunch of money. There's a story on Channel 8 from yesterday about how Tina is spending more money on homeless camps to remove homeless camps on ODOT property. They're not going to find out how much money the state of Oregon agencies have rat-holed away in these various accounts that is unspent from the COVID money. They think it's several billion dollars. They'll know on Monday. What do you think about that? Well, hopefully they'll find it and they'll do something with it. One way to get rid of the homeless problem is uh, get rid of Measure 110 and enforce the laws. Agree totally. Absolutely agree totally. So do you think we've now descended into a banana state republic with this prosecution of Trump? Um, I'd say it's more like the um, 1918 uh, Inquisition in Russia. <laughs> but Banana Republic works. I mean, it's the same difference. Yeah, I hate to uh, agree with you, but I think we're there. Rich, thanks. Have a Have great a weekend. weekend. Bye. 20 minutes after. Folks, you want to be sure and join us. If you care about voting integrity or if you have questions, you're going to want to come to join us. You hear Dr. David Clements Sunday night, 6 p.m. at the River Church. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. In a moment, I'm going to share with you what my reaction is to the, the Trump um, indictment. And what I think the ultimate outcome is. And it depends on two things. And I'll tell you what they are in a moment. I also got to remind you that not only is this Freedom Friday where you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. Um, it is... It is, I just got a text message from my my friend, Representative Mark Fincham out of Arizona, who sent me a very interesting uh, resolution passed by the House and the Senate of Arizona. And I'll get to that because it relates to the Sunday night event we're having with Dr. David Clements, all about election integrity. And I just, I apologize for that distraction, but it is, he's just trying to call me to explain something to me about this because I'm not quite understanding what it is they've done here. 
but they're making a strong statement. Anyway, I'm going to tell you how this ends up in my opinion. Take it for what it's worth, but I want you to note this, that on this day, March 31st, 2023, I made a a particular prediction. And I'm going to write it down. And we'll see how it turns out. Uh, by the way, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Power Honda is one of our great sponsors. They're par- part of the Power Auto Group, and they're down in Albany. Short drive from the Salem area. They have a just a powerfully great selection of certified pre-owned automobiles. But you know what's really cool is you can go on their website, mypowerhonda.com, and you can literally design and find your own Honda car. Color, options, all that stuff. It's really cool. Go to mypowerhonda.com. Mypowerhonda.com. Here's how this plays out, in my opinion. It depends on two things. Depends on Trump's So a lot of people, let me back up for a second. I talked about Jason Whitlock saying that he's never voted before on on Tucker Carlson last night. And now he's hardcore MAGA. Do you think that's, uh, what are you seeing on social media? Do you think that that's a valid thing that more people, especially people of faith who have not been active, Do you think that that's something they might be thinking now? It's time to get active. It's time to stand up. So here's the first thing this depends on. This depends, quite honestly, on how Trump plays it out. You see, Trump has to, for this to work to his advantage, because a lot of people are saying, well, this certainly gets him elected in the primary because people will rally around it. Okay, the question is why? And does it help him in the general election? Because Trump will most certainly be the presidential nominee of the Republicans. So the question is, How does this help him? Well, number one, the most important, again, this plays out with two factors here. For it to be successful, this event, and I think two other coming indictments that are going to come from the special counsel that's going to say Trump hid classified documents, put the the nation in danger. I think that's going to happen. And I think in Fulton County, Georgia, they're going to try to prosecute Trump for his phone call with that bad secretary of state down there, Brad Rassenberg. I think more indictments are coming because I think the left is going to try to load it up so bad. And the rhino globalist Republicans, I think they're going to try to make Trump into this such horrible, awful person. You can't possibly vote for him as Republicans. Knowing then that they can try to use that against him in the general election against Biden. It'll backfire. Why? Well, here's the first thing. Mark my words. If Trump continues to tell people this one thing that he's been saying 
and several commentators said it last night, and it's intuitive to you and I, here's what it is. Trump has to continue to say, if they can do this to me, what can they do to you? If a former president, one of the most successful, powerful business people in the world, if they can do this to him, what can they do to you and I, the little guy? You know, this is, you've heard me talk about it before, right? It's the fear of the IRS. It's the same thing. If government can find Banana Republic trumped up charges to go after somebody like a Donald Trump, like a former president, what can they, what defense do you have? He has said numerous times and he has to continue to say it, that very thing. If they can come after me, they can come after you. And I'm the only thing that stands between you and them. And I'm going to clean house on the deep state. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing is this. He has to focus on that issue and not a bunch of other dumb stuff like calling Ron DeSantis names. This is going to depend on how he is perceived as being truly persecuted versus him being a meanie and a bully. What do you think of that? Mark it down. I said it today. We'll see how it turns out at 630. Call Jeff All now right, at 503-589-1220. Right, That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-three minutes before the top of the hour, uh, we have a surprise guest. Is my friend uh, Representative Mark Fincham, former Secretary of State, actually is the Secretary of State of Arizona. Uh, he joins us right now to talk about a huge development of what happened yesterday in the Arizona House and the Senate. Good morning, friend. Uh, good morning, Jeff. Yeah, I am still the Republican nominee for Secretary of State. We're we're in court. It ain't over yet. Good. So yesterday, the House joined the Senate in passing a resolution. I'm looking at the Gateway Pundit story here that bans foreign voting machines and it requires source code, ballot images, chain of custody documents, and log files all have to be made public. Okay, so this is a resolution. Your so-called governor doesn't sign it. What's the power of this thing and what ultimately will happen with it? Well, it's specifically aimed at um, the selection of presidential electors. Now. You know, I'm sure that your audience is because I I just know you. They know that the the Constitution was not written out of thin air. It was written by the states. And when the states wrote it, the the state legislatures had a hand in crafting it. They had a certain reservation of power that, in fact, this term has gotten pretty prolific now, times, place, and manner for elections. Yes. That is up to the state legislatures. 
And as most folks know, we don't have state elections, we have county elections, but they're administered by each individual state. So the state legislatures have a direct hand in choosing the time, place, and manner. This is strictly an Article One legislative plenary authority, which means under Article Two, the executive branch, there, is, there has to be a separation of powers. The governor has no authority on a resolution but does have authority when something is a bill. A bill is the introduction of new or amended statutes, um, and it's, it's a wide variety of them. But there is one act that the legislatures can do outside of any imposition of authority by the executive branch, and that is choosing the time, place, and manner of federal elections. And that is what this this resolution is doing. <clears throat> it's requiring that everything that has to do with such an election becomes a public record. Now, we've got a couple of court cases in Arizona that have, for example, a cast vote record. If it's not routinely published by a county, uh, when you go to do a public records request, they don't create the document, so there is no document to be had. This changes that. This requires the publication of some of that documentation so that the people can inspect the election when election officials try to prevent, try to obfuscate, try to hide behind. Um, well, you, you know, we need to have security. <laughs> well, right, let's sure, talk about sure. that for a moment. So um, the other thing that the, the resolution does is speaks directly to critical infrastructure. Um, these black box ballot tabulation pieces of equipment Dominion, ESNS, Hart, whatever, choose one. Um, they calculate, they don't tabulate. And we've already got evidence of that in a number of states. So this Arizona legislature said, nope, no more. Hand counting, paper ballots. We'd like to see them count where cast. Okay, so this resolution is passed by the House and the Senate. What happens to it next? Where does it go and, and how does it get implemented? Well, I'm, I'm unclear of that part of the process because I'm no longer in the legislature. I don't know what the, what the leadership of both chambers will do. I suspect, um, given the, the gravity of this, you will see a communication come from the Speaker of the House, President of the Senate, and a joint communication to the 15 county boards of supervisors in Arizona, instructing them as to what this this resolution means. Now, I expect somebody, in fact, I don't think uh, the Democrat caucus really understood what this was about, um, even though they, they voted against it, they just thought it was a postcard, I guess. Okay. They didn't understand they just didn't understand that a resolution does have some level of, of weight. So I would expect to see some kind of a, a uh, communication come out of the House and the Senate, uh, State House and Senate, uh, instructing the Secretary of State to make changes in the public or in the uh, election procedures manual, and directly informing the counties that you know adhere to the terms and conditions of this. Uh, if you don't, there are consequences, and it's always the uh, the, the 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 purse. 
it's, it's the money. You can cut the money off to the Secretary of State. So what if the Secretary of State yeah. uh, just bows his neck the, and, and says, no, uh, I'm not doing this, and I'm going to sue you guys. I'm going to try to tie this up in court. What happens well, he can't then? sue the legislature. He can't sue the legislature. Okay. Um, now, the counties might try and sue the legislature, but it's likely that that would be deemed a frivolous lawsuit <clears throat> just because it's very clear in Article 1 of the Constitution. It is the legislature that chooses the time, place, and manner. It's not the counties. Um, it's Well, the counties have a certain amount of latitude for place, but they don't have any latitude for time and manner. Um, so that's... <laughs> It would be a frivolous suit because it's already meant. It's already noted in the U.S. Constitution. By the way, this this resolution applies to federal offices, not to state offices, which puts the counties in a rather interesting conundrum. They'd have to hold two different elections. Oh, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is something that I, okay. So this Indeed. the the reality of this is is that if it applies only to federal elections, it's going to apply to state elections. That's just the reality of it, right? Well, unless they want to hold two elections, <laughs> <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah, I mean, uh, why double the cost? So this is this is a. Uh, I think there's a lot of counties across the United States have been trying to figure out how do they get out of contracts with companies like Dominion and right. um, ESNS. Uh, the the public is now very much aware that elections don't appear to be they're not making sense. And when an, an unpopular person stays in office, the likelihood that the election is a fiction, is a, a more of a simulation to placate the people and just pat them on the head and send them away. I mean, the, the telltale sign is, well, we don't want you to look at our source, source code because it's proprietary. Okay, time out a second. What is proprietary about counting bubbles on a piece of paper? That's, that should be open right, source exactly. software. Yes. And when we see a discrepancy between the paper ballot count and the machine count, I'm trusting the paper. I'm not trusting the machine. So um, you have a new organization that's dedicated to ensuring election integrity and a number of other things and training what what's going on with with that and and how and what's the website um so um folks can can take a look at that it's goefi.org that's g-o like not stop let's go to efi.org and that's the election fairness institute um, we are in fundraising mode right now in order to uh, litigate a couple of things that are really quite important when it comes to elections. But we're looking at process, election process. We're not looking at candidates or parties or propositions or anything like that. We, we can't because we're a 501c3. But we can examine defective process and, and look for defects in that process. I'm a Six Sigma guy everything has a process map. And when you see a breakdown in process, so for example, uh, here in Maricopa County in the 2022 election, we had in highly Republican registered uh, precincts, 19 inch ballots, as opposed to 20 inch ballots, which showed up in other places. 
Well, that that was a forced manual adjudication because the tabulation equipment couldn't read the ballots. Our question is, how did that happen? That is a process question. And of course the county is saying, well, it must've been somebody clicked a box or did this or did that. No, we've got information that says it was not happenstance. It was a purposeful move in the areas where highly Republican voter turnout was anticipated. So um, there's a lot of questions that uh, elected officials are going to have to answer for. In fact, this is a a key part of the litigation that I'm involved in right now. Um, We are um, in court trying to have uh, the the court understand that over 500,000 ballots are in question. And if I allegedly lost by 120,000, that margin of error uh, just that cannot stand. But the Election Fairness Institute um, is, uh, we're dedicated to examining process and calling out those things that are defective and holding the legislature right, general fixing them. Unfortunately, there's the music. EFGoEFI.org is the website. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Uh, One last segment for you to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today on Freedom Friday. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. Dot news. Thanks to Freedom Heating and Air, you can stay warm in your home if you're not, or maybe your business, because the temperatures, apparently we may even get some snow mix and some very cold temperatures next week. Might as well fix it. Don't be miserable. Give them a call. Freedom Heating and Air will get out to your place right away. 503-580-1456. 580 56. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Emails. Julie writes one about evil to the core. My grandmother never claimed anyone was evil to the core, save one person. I was nine at the time. I remember my mother being shocked at the comment. Never in my life thought I would use it yesterday. The so-called DA fell into that category. Taking an oath to uphold the Constitution and law and ignoring it breaks a commandment about honesty. This guy and his Soros-created clones falls into that vat, which is heaping with persons who shot children, recreate themselves into a person they think or have been convinced they should be. We cannot be deities onto ourselves. Another commandment bites the dust. Jason Whitlock. And this whole thing is Bravo Sierra. Oddly, Lindsey Graham used the same expression. People of faith who do, 
who got no vote should think for themselves and vote in spite of what some preacher says. My brother attended a church with a preacher of this ilk. To my brother's credit, he voted anyway. Never in my life did I think I would use the old Southern expression, evil to the core. It fits all too many in our fledgling banana republic. Like Whitlock, I'm MAGA to the core. How about you? What's your reaction to the Trump indictment? Lee writes this. If we can agree that Hollywood is good at making a story look real, then, then politics is the master at the same. Hopefully by now, with at least four years of stories, you can understand that we, the people, only hear and see what they want us to. Our information feeds are set by algorithms to feed us the information that steers us in a direction. A video can be edited, truth can be sliced and diced, creating a different believable story, a deep fake. I believe Mr. Trump, a businessman who under that understands the business game of chess with his team, has played the political game to expose the corruption that has been on all sides for some time. I believe that, that the promise he made to the people was before he was elected. So what do I think of the indictment? Just another step in the game, because I believe that a large percentage of what information we receive is manipulated, so we, the people, don't really know the truth. And Dale wrote a great um, email about gun bills, and I'll try to get to him, but I got to get to Anna and Art. We'll start first with Anna. Anna, go. Good morning. Um, I was at the uh, the hearing and testified uh, on Senate Bill 409 yesterday, and I am very, I was just wanting your opinion. We all gave our testimony, you know, each of us in, in live, and then there was one testimony that was um, videoed or virtual. And this person was obviously um, for some, uh, some people that, were, that Salem Kaiser has been fighting um, in, in regards to, um, to the school board, et cetera. And she was, she was just basically, you know, blasting um, what, you know, uh, blasting who, who against the bill. I mean, this bill is on curriculum and putting it online. I mean, how can you not want that? But the, the Senate committee chair, um, we all had two minutes and there was a timer and we, we all spoke and when our time was up, we wrapped it up very quickly and, you know, but this person just didn't even disregarded the timer, kept going and going and the chair did nothing and finally, people started saying two minutes, two minutes and raising their hands, you know, with the num with the, with two fingers. And finally the chair said, you know, you're going to have to wrap it up after like three or four minutes. And all she was doing was, you know, lambasting certain groups. And so I'm, I'm wondering, is this, what can I, can we do something about this? Because, um, you know, all the rest of us respected, what the what the legislature All is right. what so, where Anna, they were Anna, and uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to answer your question. I got to cut you off because I got to go on to Art and then Tim. Anna, yes, exactly what you guys did in the hearing is what you have to do. But you also have to make sure that the Republicans sitting at the dais make that comment. They're the ones who say to the chairman, uh, "This person's time is up." That's how you do that. Let's move on quickly to Art. Art, go. Or Jeff. 
I Morning. just wanted to state, <clears throat> for the record, uh, you know, these gangs are running around our cities now, vandalizing, stealing, selling drugs, etc., etc. Just take a look out there at all the graffiti with the messages about these gangs marking their territories. Yep. Uh, and... We need resource officers in the school uh, to help prevent these gangs from forming, to curtail their activities, and also uh, to protect our schools. We don't need more auditors. <laughs> we need resource officers. <clears throat> and we don't need gun control. Uh, we need... Uh, them to take away, keep guns away from these people who are sick and address those issues. But anyways, I wanted to make that comment, Jeff. In fact, okay. you know, they marked my fence also, which, you know, makes me fearful knowing that these individuals are running around my neighborhood. There Scott you go. Free. That That's why we need more cops more guns, not less. Thanks, Art. That's an excellent bless, point. Tim, yeah. you got to go fast. Go, Tim. Jeff? Yes, Tim, go. I remember in the war room, uh, the uh, discussion was on uh, a black lady that testified. Yes. Well, in the bill, you know it does say that uh, the state police will turn in a report and it, it references racial and gender are the two categories that they need to report on. Racial and gender. I'd like to see how you define that. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see how they define it in the bill. And again, which bill is that quickly? That's uh, 348. Senate Bill 348, which is the clone to measure 114. This is unconstitutional as can be. Yeah, that's interesting. The lady who, the black lady who testified was against the bill, and she was passionate because she lives in a Portland neighborhood that has been devastated by gang crime. Boy, do we need more people like her to step forward, and she put her career on the line. Folks, see you Sunday night, 6 p.m., Dr. David Clements, River Church in the chapel. You do not want to miss it. You care about elections and you better. Somebody.